have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. Yeah. Welcome to Straight From The Chest Podcast. My name is Justin Groth and I'm your host on this personal development and growth podcast. Listen, if you're new to the show, I just want to take this time. I want to welcome you. Thank you for being here. And if this is your 100th, 150th, whatever, anytime tuning back in, just thank you for your continued support and your continued listenership over the show. It does mean a lot to me. You could be doing anything with your time, but you're here and I appreciate that very much. So listen, if this is a podcast you derive value from, Please share with somebody. Please link it to your stories on Instagram, at me, at Justin Craig Groth. Link it to Facebook, Twitter, anywhere you can link it. Please help me to generate more awareness of the podcast, the guests we have on, what we promote on the show, etc. In terms of, obviously, personal development, growth, mental health, etc. And just your overall navigation through life in the pursuit of the endeavor that you're on. And um, again, I would appreciate that. Thank you very much in advance. So, you know, being that uh, this podcast is centered around your pursuit, the endeavor that you're after, uh, any personal journey, anything that's kind of analogous to your mental health in, in terms of your productivity, being a better human, you know, your your personal evolution, etc. I'm sure by now that if you're, you're past the age of 19, you figured out you can't do this shit alone and this is that you don't have all the answers. And the the truth of the matter is that if you don't try specific things, then obviously nothing you'll you'll get no feedback from the things that will work and won't work. And that's something that is of a real maturity when you can go out into the world or go out into your community, etc., which is the world, obviously. But you know, going out into foreign territory and also familiar territory, knowing that this might not work out, but this is something that I enjoy doing. This is something that I have a I don't want to call it passion. You have you have an urge or an urgency to do this specific said thing. And only you know what that is. And and look, most most of the time, it's going to be easy to deflect from that thing. It's going to be easy to discount it or even just suppress that thought or that urge to do that thing. Because, well, it's easier to do that and just go with the social norm, whatever that is. Now, that might look like your nine to five. That might look like getting a job at the post at the post office or getting a job at the grocery store or the bank etc all those are great jobs but maybe that's not exactly what you would like to do and and look I get it you have to make money you have to make money to survive you have to also never lose sight of the thing that makes you really excited you know it's like similar to when you meet a girl for the first time or meet a guy for the first time it's a telltale sign that if you're not excited about that individual in the beginning, it's probably not going to bode in your favor to continue with that person. And I'm not saying that that person doesn't have merit, value, credibility, etc. But look, as a human being, 
you have to be stimulated. And there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a big difference with just doing what you need to do to survive and then being stimulated and or thriving in the process. And it's, it's one thing to, again, to just do the, the bare minimum and survive. But there's another thing to actually step out into foreign territory and see if you have what it takes to thrive, thrive in what it is you are excited about and you owe it to yourself not to be confused with deserve because I didn't say you deserve anything, but you owe it to yourself to venture in that path of the unknown, to venture in that foreign land, into the foreign land that you know nothing about because obviously it's something that is exciting, but it can also be a threat at the same time, but you're embarking on a journey that you don't know to which, where it's going to lead you. Now I know that you're saying you said, well, that's really, you know, easy to say, Justin, but it's harder to apply. And yes, you're right. It is hard to apply, but that's why we don't have more people excited and enthused about what they're doing in life. And they're just adhering to the social norm, which is the safe and secure and comfortable nine to five. And they do that forever. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but perhaps you have something that's a little bit bigger than that. Perhaps you have a dream or a vision that's a little bit bigger than that. That's where ultimately you have to ultimately seek the potential failure that's going to look, man, when you work out, how many of you work out and you work out just to get the reps done? Or you work out with the intent to fail at at least the last set, the top set of the exercise. Top set meaning the last set. How many of you look to avidly seek failure in that set? Or do you just look to get the reps done? I would I would argue that if you're not at least seeking failure on one or two of your top end sets per workout, then you're not really that serious about any kind of muscular growth and or mental growth. You don't understand what is at stake here if you don't seek the failure at the end of those sets. You need to see what really you have in the tank. And most of you are not gonna see unless you seek the failure that's associated with muscular failure in that set, but it's far more important to see the mental failure that you might have. Look, when you're in the big, in the, in the beginning stages of a squat, it's easy. It's not easy, but it's easier than it is at the end. When you go down and sink into the bottom half of that squat on, let's say the 11th or 12th rep, and that's normally when you would stop the set and this is your last set of the workout well, for that exercise and you come up and you have 12 and you normally would rack it. What's going on in your head? Okay, well, I'm at the 12 mark. This is where I rack it. Or I have at least one more in me. And the thing is nobody can compute or quantify rather if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing for you muscularly. 
No one really know. I mean, we don't really, we can't measure that metric. It's not like there's a alert that goes off in our head. Well, you're at total muscular failure here. Anything above and beyond that is not going to go to anything other than trash. And yes, there's, there's probably some logic behind that, but fuck logic. Fuck logic sometimes when it's all about seeing your mental fortitude and putting that to the test. Sometimes you have to do that shit, even if it's stupid, even if there is no positive outcome from it. There is, however, the positive outcome mentally because you have the ability to grit your teeth and do another rep against your better judgment just because you want to see what you're fucking made of. And if you don't do that occasionally, if you don't seek the failure occasionally, you're always going to be frail. You're always going to be weak, under pressure, under load, under resistance. Anything can fucking break you because you just do the bare minimum, put in your work, show face, leave. That's sometimes not good enough. Let me rephrase that. That's always not good enough. I'm not saying there are times that call for that. There are, but not every single fucking day. You have to sometimes grit your teeth and you have to willingly seek the failure in what it is you're doing in life, what it is you're trying to do. And sometimes that's going to come by way of a reduction in regards to your current lifestyle, possibly where you're going, the, 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 the landscape that you're venturing into might be foreign. It might be honestly scary. It might just not even be, it might look like you're going backwards when you don't even have to, but sometimes you have to, this is where it all stems back to. You don't have all the answers. You never did. I remember for myself, I figured out at 19, I don't have all the answers because just prior to that, I thought I did. You're a nothing at 19. You're a nothing at 37. You have to figure out if you're a something. And the only figure, the only way you figure out if you're a something is if you seek failure occasionally. So I would argue that staying put in the social norm of your existence and attracting and or receiving whatever accompanies that social norm when you're actively internally trying to seek more. You have to willingly impose a threat sometimes. You have to willingly seek the failure sometimes. And if you don't, then you stay put. But if you do, you figure out that you're possibly a little more competent than you once thought you were. So my advice to you is to always try to figure out if you're a little bit better than you were prior. And that's going to mean you seeking failure occasionally. It can honestly look like you're a willful prisoner. And the reason why I say that is because you can be actively in a prison, but you have the fucking key to unlock the latch if you'd like, but you act as though you're running through life. Like you don't have a fucking trace of where the key is and you're locked in this prison. Like you can't move, like you're grounded and just cemented in this one spot. That may be the case. If you have a family, if you have, I don't know if you, the variables look a little bit different per person, but when you factor all those things into the equation and or the lack thereof, those things, you quickly realize I could get out of this prison whenever I want. Now the threat lies in outside of the prison because you become so used to this prison, so familiar with the bars in this prison that when you venture outside, even though it's freedom, 
it's so scary because you only know the six by six cubicle. That's all you know. And to you, that's the extent of your freedom. Those are your freedom walls, so to speak. And no one's telling you different. That's the other thing. No one's telling you different. No one's saying that you could move out. No one's saying that the latch is that the latch is loose. No one's saying anything because they want you to stay there just as much. Therein lies the unsupport. And the unsupport is coming from people that you know love you and you know want the best for you, but they're not supporting the outside. They're not supporting you on the outside. They're supporting you from the inside. And so you've made the inside of these prison walls your fucking home, your sanctuary. No one in their right mind makes their prison their sanctuary ever. No one. Why are you? So maybe you need to take the fucking key, stick it in the lock, turn it, and open the door. And expose yourself to whatever unfamiliar, foreign, scary, threatening is on the outside. Because that's the only way you're getting out of this shit. Done.